You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. A week from, from tomorrow, which is January 28th through the 30th, which is a Monday Tuesday and Wednesday, right after we reveal our new banner next next Sunday, and our theme for the year, uh, we start our three-day fast, prayer and fast. And we're going to be, like I said, in those here at the church, those three nights in prayer and, and worship, uh, Monday and Tuesday, like I said, from uh, 7 to 8, and we'll have some coffee afterwards, and I'll be here to encourage anybody that needs any type of encouraging, we'll, we'll be here for each other. Uh, praying that we can, uh, you know, encourage each other to to make the three days, and then we'll end it on Wednesday night here at 7 p.m. and uh, and close it in prayer. But if you're looking for breakthrough, and if you're looking for something different in 2019, then I, I I invite you to join us and just go for it. Somebody say go for it. Go for it and watch God move, and you'll experience some spiritual breakthroughs. If you're obedient to the fast, I believe that fasting is very powerful. A lot of churches do the Daniel fast, and and, uh, we have done that in the past here, and it has its purposes as, as any fast does, if it's done right. But there are a lot of people, and I'm not saying all, but there are some people that they focus on what they eat during a Daniel fast. Fast does mean this, to abstain from food or certain foods. And I believe that the fast should not be focused on what we eat, but who we seek. Did you get that? You know, there, there, there are things that we're trying to figure out. And so I, I think sometimes uh, uh, if we don't do it in the right way, our focus can be distracted from the main purpose of what we need to do. So I believe it shouldn't be focused on what we need to eat or what, what can we eat, but who we seek. So a three-day fast, I went back to our old traditional three-day fast. And if it's done right, I, I believe that is powerful and it's effective if it's done right. See, in fasting, you become more sensitive to the Spirit of God if it's done right. If we are truly engaged in this fast, and we really ask God, God, I want you to help me. See, the week before, or this week that we're in right now, should be a prayer, God, I've never done this before, and I want to participate. God, it's been a hard and a struggle, and a lot of it is really a mind battle. I mean, you know, that, that you're, you're, the whatever battles are won or, or, or lost right here in the mind. And sometimes we're, we set ourselves up for failure, thinking you can't do it, or I'm going to die. No one has ever died from a three-day fast, amen. No one. I mean, come on. There's stories, amen, out there that people, man, you do what you need to do to survive. 
See, in the fast, you do what you need to survive in God. You're, you're trusting in him in this fast. And so no one has ever died from the fast. Amen. And don't say, well, I'll be the first, Pastor. You, you won't. You will not. So you're already setting yourself for failure. So the thing is, God, I want to participate because I want something different this year. How many want something different? I want some breakthrough. I, I, want, I want to think different. I want to be different. I, I want to be more. I want to do more, God. I want to be the man of God that you called me to be. I want to, I want to serve. I, I, want to, I want to give my talents. Whatever it is that the Lord is challenging you, that you know what? Through a fast, we become more sensitive to the Spirit of God. And if we really engage ourselves, amen, during this fast, I believe that we all become wiser and we have more discernment. You will hear the voice of God through a fast. He will speak to you personally. You may not hear an audible voice, amen, but you will hear him in the spirit. I, I guarantee you if you put your focus on God. Psalms 42, 7. This is David here. And David states this, deep calls to deep. Deep calls to deep. Right here in this statement of David here, David was fasting. And his hunger and thirst for God was greater than his, uh, for his natural desire for food. So here he calls it a deep calls into the deep. See, there must, in a fast, there must be a desire, amen, uh, there must be a hunger for more of God, amen, than a double-double animal style. Let me tell you, double-double animal style are bomb. Hallelujah. But during this fast, your, your desire for God has to be a lot more for any type of food that your flesh is calling out for. Or let me ask you this question, will you sell out in 2019? See, this is the beginning of the year, and we do the fast in the beginning of the year. We do it to match up with our theme, to get our mind focused for the year. And so right here, it's a make it or break it for some of us. For some of you, amen, if you're really not into it, I'm telling you, the enemy's watching you, and he wants to take you out. There are marriages that he wants to take out. There are individuals that he wants to take out. There are uh, our sons and daughters that he wants to take out. There are things that God has destined for each one of you that are here today that he wants to take you out. And so he's, he, right now he's watching you. And if you're not serious with your walk with God, if you're not serious that, God, I want to be hungry for you, he knows that and he will take you out. Will you sell out? In 2019. Come on, will you sell out what God wants to birth within you for a hamburger, a burrito, a taco? Come on, will you sell out like Esau did? He sold out what his stomach desired and sold his birthright over a bowl of beans. I mean, it must have been some good beans, but I mean, I'm going to sell out my destiny for a bowl of beans. Man, I... I, I you know, a good bowl of beans is good. Come on, will you be like Esau who sold out his birthright, his inheritance for a bowl of beans? See, God had a plan. He had a destiny. He had a will for Esau's life, amen. But his lust for food, his lust for instant gratification was more important. What's important for you, church? To sell out and go ahead and just eat and say it's too hard. 
or say, man, I'm, I, I want all that God has for me. And I'm going to do my very best to do this. And I believe that if, if you start to focus and start to pray this week in preparation, say, God, I, I, I want to participate. God, I want to be more. I want more this year than last year or the year before. God, there has to be something different. Something has to break. I want a breakthrough. Come on, somebody say amen. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 to 17, it says this. See that no one falls short of God's grace. And that no one, uh, that, that no bitter roots uh, grow up to cause double or trouble or defile many. See that no one is sexual immoral or, like, or is godless like Esau who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, he wanted to inherit his blessing, but he was rejected. And even though he sought it with the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. See, after the fact, he realized, man, I, I, I messed up. But he says, no, you're too late. Your brother took the blessing. See, don't let your stomach take you out of God's plan because it will cause you, listen, to cry later. You're going to cry either now or you're going to cry later. I say let's just cry now through these three days. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, see, once you make a decision, you got to make a decision. Right now the decision says I'm going to participate. You know, I'm going I'm to give it. I'm going to give it my all. Right now, you've got to plan it in your mind right now that, you know what, I'm in. I'm in. You've got to tell the devil, I'm in. I, 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 I'm going to, this is it. See, once you make that decision to fast, God sees that desire in your heart, and he will provide you the grace, listen, to endure it. Hello? He's going to help you, folks. The breakthroughs that you need will come to pass in 2019. Wisdom, direction, clarity will all come to pass. And today, you got to understand that during this fast, you'll discover and realize that fasting, listen, is the secret source of power that's overlooked by many. And today, I want to minister on a message entitled, Three, somebody say three, is better than one. How many believe that? Come on, three is better than one, right? Come on, doing a work by yourself, you know, you probably get it done. But if you had a, a second person, how many know that's a little bit better? But if, you, but if you have three, that's even better, right? So three is better than one, amen. And so I want you to look at the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 4, verse 12. That I'm going to use the scripture to, to take us where God wants to show you something. Tell your neighbor God's about to show you something. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says that though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands or a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And I want to look closer at this threefold cord. In the book of Ecclesiastes here, as you read it, it's talking about companionship. It's talking about friendship, that two are better than one, and woe to the one who falls alone. But three, somebody say three again. 
Three is even better. So I'm going to use this three-four chord and put into a spiritual sense of what it means. Now, as I said earlier, fasting is very spiritual. It's very powerful. Fasting, praying, and giving. Listen. Say fasting, praying, giving. This is the spiritual threefold cord. See, during the years, amen, that Jesus walked this earth, he devoted his time teaching the disciples the principles of the kingdom of God, principles that were in conflict with the world. On the Sermon on the Mount, if you really want to know the instructions of a disciple, read Matthew chapter 6, the Sermon on the Mount. There Jesus provided the pattern that each of us is to live as a child of God. The pattern addressed three specific duties to the disciple. We have any disciples in the house? Come on. These are the three duties that he speaks in that sermon, amen. And they were giving, praying, and fasting. Jesus says that when you give and when you pray and when you fast, amen, then you, then you are being a disciple that you need to be. It's when you do these three things, then you are truly his disciple. Now, these are three duties for every disciple, giving, praying, and fasting. When Solomon was writing the books of wisdom for Israel, he made it a point that a cord or a rope or a braided, uh, uh, something braided with three strands is not easily broken. Likewise, when giving and praying and fasting are practiced together in the life of a believer, I believe that it creates a threefold cord that's not easy broken inside of us, not easy broken inside of a disciple's life. So, church, the question is, could we be missing out? Missing out on the greatest breakthroughs. Listen, the greatest breakthroughs in our lives because we fail to fast. Let me show you something. Remember, I'm looking at this in a spiritual sense. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus speaks of a parable to a sower, of a sower. And it goes on to say that the farmer went to sow seeds. And some seeds fell on rocky places and didn't produce nothing. Some seeds fell on thorns and didn't produce nothing. But some seed fell on good soil where it produced what? 30, 60, 100 fold. Okay. I want you to keep that in your mind. Now, let's look at it this way. That when you give, it can release 30 fold in your life. When you're giving and praying is part of your life, I believe that it releases a 60 fold in your life. But when you're giving... Praying and fasting is part of your life, church. I believe it releases or can release a hundredfold. I, I truly believe that because I am the person that gets released. I, I, I do these three and I am, God releases things in my side of my life. He, I'm, I'm a blessed man. I'll stand here and, I, and I'm not here to brag or boast. I'm here to let you know that God has blessed me. I am a blessed, blessed Blessed man. And, 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 I, and I practice this. I, I, I believe in giving. I, I believe in praying. I, and also believe in fasting. 
Now, if that's the case, church, you have to wonder what blessings are not being released in your life. What prayers are not being answered? What bondages or breakthroughs are not happening because we fail to fast? See, in the book of Mark chapter 9, it talks about a father with a boy that was demon-possessed. And for years he watched his son suffer seizures. The Bible says that. And he got older. As he got older, he got worse. And often the demon will cause himself to, to throw himself to open flames or into water to try to kill him. The spirit had a, was suicidal as you read the scripture. His father was exhausted, trying everything that he could to help cure his son. Listen, I'm talking to people that are going through sickness. You've got to listen to this. He was exhausted. He went to doctors after doctors here, tried to cure his son. And finally, he took him to Jesus' disciples for help. He went to the church. But even his disciples couldn't help him. Then they brought the boy to Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus rebuked the devil on the spot and cast that demon out. And that child was cured that very hour. Now, what made the difference? Because I read in Matthew chapter 10, if we go back, it records that Jesus had given his disciples power. Power to cast out evil spirits and heal every disease. If you look back, Matthew chapter 10, 1, it says this, Jesus called the 12 disciples to him and gave them authority Here he is. He says, I give you authority. I give you power that you can drive out any impure spirits and you can heal every disease and every sickness out there. So why couldn't the disciples cast the demon out and cure the the boy if they've been given power? Is he lying here? Was it it, it something that he said, you know what, you you, you guys, yeah, I told you to do that, but, but in reality you can't. You know, what, what happened? I mean, these disciples were, were puzzled too. They were wondering, what, what, we're, what we're, we're doing what he's told us to do, it should happen. But then Jesus told them it's because of their unbelief. And then he goes on to tell them the story of the mustard seed, the story of faith. And he goes on to say, but this kind of spirit only comes out by prayer and fasting. They didn't know what fasting was, church. You see, if you want change in your home, if you want change in your marriage, if you want change in your children, relationships, and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and nothing has happened. You ever been there? Man, I prayed, Pastor. I I prayed. He's not changing. She's not changing. The situation's not changing. Then maybe you need to pray and fast. Because some spirits, listen, uh, some breakthroughs, uh, some circumstances, some sicknesses, uh, some situations only come out by praying and fasting. You want a breakthrough? You want something healed in your body? You want a disease gone? Amen. You want a good report? Amen. I believe if you not only you need to pray and pray and say, man, nothing's done. No, you need to pray and you need to fast and watch God move. See, God is about to release something in this place, church. 
Listen, something is about to get released in your life personally. Man, there is so much blessing that God wants to do. And he says, man, I hear your prayers. But this kind, the thing that you're standing for, the situation you're fighting for, the situation you're believing for and praying to me for, you know what? This kind is only going to come out by prayer and you're going to have to fast for that to move. And I'll release something into your life. Let me know that God can speak to any disease and go, get out. He can cure any disease. He can cure any heart. He can cure whatever. He can cure cancer, church. Come on, we still serve a God. We just got a report, amen, that they found no signs of leukemia in this little girl, amen. Why? It was gone. God does this, church. He still does it. Does he do it all the time? No, but he does it at times. He's still a worker, miracle-working God, amen, if you do it by prayer and maybe say, I got to fast here. Imagine, church, and this is what I'm praying for myself. Imagine if all of us engaged in this fast, what God can do in this church. Oh, man, I'm just saying, man, God, if they really got serious, man, and we're all here, we're praying, and we're here on Monday and Tuesday together helping each other. Man, man I, I can't imagine what you're going to do. And the, the, first, the first thing he's going to hit is the women's conference. <laughs> oh, your women will be set up, man, man. Woo! Whoa. You girls don't even know what's coming. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm praying for you girls already. God's going to do something here wild. We sang that song, you know, I can get a little wild. Man, and you got Sister Rosie who's already wild. That's going to be contagious. I think this church is going to go back to that church of Sarah, Sahara, where we were crazy. We ran in the parking lot. Man, when was the last time we ran in the parking lot? I, I, I'm, I'm old now. I can't run. <laughs> but I'll run. I'll run. I may, I may have to stop in between and go, I'll be right there, girls. Just keep going. Man, we used to run in the parking lot. Remember those days for, for those in Sahara, man? Man, I, something just get in me and I just, I take off and everybody goes to church. And we're just running in the parking lot. People are like, what's wrong with that church? We're loving Jesus. Something got released. Come on. Listen, church, I, I, I have no problem to sweat for God. I have no problem to get a little embarrassed, amen, and let the bar next to us trip out on us. I, I don't care. <laughs> they don't care, amen. They're free. I'm a, let's be free too. We should have our own bingo night. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> See, we read the statement that Jesus said, and we all know this. We read it, it says nothing's impossible with Jesus. And we think, and a lot of people think, man, that's a pretty cool statement. Man, all things are possible. And we say it, we state it, and we, we yell it out, amen. And some of us even have it in our homes with God, nothing's impossible. It's on your refrigerator. It's on a little plaque on the wall. Come on. This is in your Bible. It's something that, oh, this is my verse. You ever had that verse? That, oh, this one's my verse. No, that's my verse. You can't take my verse. It's my verse. You have a favorite song, whatever it is, Right? But why is it that many don't stand on it when the storm rises? 
We yell it out. We, we, we tell other people about it. But when it hits our life, we believe that there's no way this is going to be possible. See, when giving and praying and fasting is part of our lives, church, I believe that we won't be easily broken. We won't be overwhelmed. Come on, somebody. We will not be overcome. But we will stand strong and be highly favored with a 30 and a 60 or a 100-fold in our lives. Let me tell you, when the storm rises in my life, church, because I do these things, it causes me to stand. Come on, we're here and we're standing. We're going 18 years strong, church. Come on, it's not because we're just making it. It's not because, but I believe that there are people in this place, people that have been giving and praying and fasting, amen, and God is doing the thing and it has sustained us. And I'm here to let you know that some things and some situations and some circumstances, some breakthroughs, amen, some, some overcoming sickness will only come out by prayer and fasting. Because a three-fold four or three-fold cord is not easily broken. Church, when you faithfully follow these three duties that Jesus gave his disciples to do, that have been laid out by him, which are giving, praying, and fasting, God rewards us openly. In Matthew chapter 17, 21, the King James Version puts it like this. How be it that this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Come on, that word, how be it, kind of sounds funny, huh? How be it that you didn't come to my party? How be it? I mean, it sounds funny, but what it means, nevertheless. Nevertheless, he goes, you know what? Yes, you prayed. Yes, you have prayed. And yes, you have prayed. But you know what? How be it that this does not happen? He goes, well, nevertheless, it's only going to come out by prayer and fasting. There's a connection there, church, that unlocks the power to the statement that nothing shall be impossible for you. Jesus told his disciples that they needed faith. He says, why couldn't we cast out this demon? Because you know what? Because of your unbelief. You don't believe. You pray, but you don't believe what you're praying for. You believe and you pray and pray and your prayer is just, you know what? It's just, it's just a repetition. You might as well just put it on a, record yourself and put it on a record because that's how you sound to God. There's no, there's no depth. There's no emotion. There's no nothing. There's, there's nothing there. And God tells him, you know what, because of your unbelief, you're praying because you don't even believe what you have. And the only way that you're going to believe what you have comes through fasting. Because I'll show you what you're missing. And it was faith. Faith, as small as a mustard seed, he tells him. It's the tiniest seed of any plant, church, but it grows to be the biggest plant. But if you have faith like that mustard seed, then you can make mountains move, amen. You see, church, long before this took place, the Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness to what? To fast. How many days did he fast? Three days? Forty days, forty days and forty nights taking no food. 
before this event happens. How be it that this kind doesn't go out by, by prayer and fasting, he tells them. See, Jesus fasted. The disciples didn't. And they couldn't cast out that demon from this boy that was possessed. But for Jesus, casting out that stubborn demon wasn't impossible. Come on, it was no problem for Jesus. He just told him and stood there and said, be gone. Get out. Leave. He had the power and authority because he fasted for 40 days. If Jesus can accomplish all he can do without fasting because he is God, why did he have to fast? See, the Son of Man fasted because he knew that there was a spiritual thing that could be released from that and also to set an example for us. See, fasting is something that we should be doing on our own. Listen, throughout the year, through circumstances that hit your life, not just when a church calls for a fast. you got to fast on your own. You're going through something, don't just come to the altar. Don't just come again at the altar and, and, and then you come in, in, in routine. But you're going to have to believe and says, God, prayer's not working. So, God, I think you're challenging me to fast. Some of you guys don't want to hear that because it requires work. But I guess you really don't want your breakthrough. I guess you really don't want to see that healed. You really don't want that situation changed because you're not willing to go the extra mile. You're not willing to draw closer unto him because the Bible says you draw to me, I'll draw to you, amen, and I will give you victory, amen. But it only comes out with this one by prayer and fasting. You know, when pa Pastor Bobby Machaca went to these seven nations, he had seven nations in his mind. He didn't just come out, out of just a prayer meeting. He didn't say, you know what, I prayed and you know what, God told me to go to seven nations. No, you know what Pastor Bobby did? He says, you know what, I'm going to go to the mountains. He told Pastor Larry Neville, I, I need to borrow your cabin, and I want you to just leave me there and don't come back for me for 39 days. Leave me no food, don't leave me nothing, just leave me water. And for 39 days, Pastor Bobby Machaca fasted. Something that got placed in his heart, and he knew that this was not going to happen by only prayer. But it had to be prayer and fasting. And let me tell you, that vision that God put in his life, X amount, it's more than 20 years ago, church. But we're already in four nations. Come on. We got Estonia, Romania, Poland, and now we're going into Sofia, Bulgaria. We're in four nations, church. It's taken a long time, but it's coming to pass because... Something was released in the spiritual realm through the fast. Come on. People are going there. David Miller just went. He went to Poland because of a spirit. It, it jumped on him. And so it's, it's getting contagious. I mean, we're now the doors are opening for us in Germany because of a fast, because of obedience that we're open doors in Eastern Europe for us. Why? Because it comes out by prayer. And by fasting. You need a breakthrough? Come on, anybody here need a breakthrough? Come on, anyone really need an answered prayer? Then you need to pray and you need to fast, says the Lord. 
Fast. Come on, you got to fast, amen. There's times, you know what, I'll just fast for the day. I say, God, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast for my life. I'm going to fast for my home. I'm going to fast for my wife, my marriage, my ministry, job. For, you know, you can fast for a husband if you're not married. Come on. You want to get married? And all you do is just pray, pray, and think Romeo's just going to walk in. There's my dream boat. But let me tell you, if you're not praying and fasting, and you just prayed and you thought that was the man, you're going to take Romeo home and you're going to find out something weird about the dude. You're going to find him in the living room, picking his nose and eating him. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but if you pray and fast for that man, listen, you pray and fast for that woman, God will bring you the right person for you. Come on, I'm letting you know, God will bring you the right person. Like I said before, some things don't come out but by prayer and fasting. If you're really serious that you want something in your life, then not only pray, but pray and fast. You're going to have to pray and fast. Let me ask you a question. Is everyone fasting? Come on. Maybe you're one of these people that think, you know what, I, I don't see how fasting is really for me because I really like food. <laughs> then it's perfect for you. Hallelujah. But listen, according to the word of God, According to the words of Jesus, it is the duty, listen, of every disciple and every believer to fast. On the Sermon on the Mount, he says, if you really are my disciple, then these are the three duties that I call you to do, and that is to give, and that is to pray, and that is to fast, if you truly are my disciple. When Jesus was addressing the Pharisees, and then as to why, okay, why don't your disciples fast? Jesus' response to them was this in Luke chapter 5, 34 to 35. He goes, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is still with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and in those days they will fast. They don't need to fast, he says, because I'm here, I'm the bridegroom. I'm doing the fasting. I'm doing this. But when I leave, then those days, my people better fast. Can I let you know that we're in those days, church? Come on, the bridegroom is taken away. But let me know that he's coming back. He's coming back for a church. Amen. We can't forget that. Jesus is coming back, church. He's coming to pick up his, his, his bride. Amen. But in those days, it says, when he's taken away, then his disciples are called to fast. Jesus fasted according to the words of Peter, and Jesus is the example of all things. 1 Peter 2.21 says this, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Listen, if Jesus fasted, how many know that we need to fast? Luke chapter 6, 40 says this, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. There's another important point here, church. I want you to see in Matthew chapter 6, God delights in giving rewards. 
Not only that, but when he says when we are giving, praying and fasting, they're practiced inside our lives. He said that he will reward us openly. A good example of such reward, open reward can be found in Daniel. I'm going to talk about the Daniel fast a little bit. See, Daniel fasted, and when he fasted, God's blessings came upon him. You got to understand, he was fasting while he was in captivity. He was fasting, but even though it was a partial fast or of certain foods, amen, it brought an open reward of God to his life. And blessed Daniel with wisdom, listen, beyond anyone else. Later on in chapter 10, Daniel was grieved over Israel and where he fasted and prayed for 21 days. And that's where you get the 21-day Daniel fast. After 21 days of vision, an angel of the Lord appeared to Daniel and the angel told Daniel, since day one, the Lord has heard you and he sent me to you with the answer. He says, right when you started day one of your fast, the Lord heard you and automatically sent me to you with the answer. But then he goes on to say, but I was delayed by the prince of Persia. For 21 days, an evil spirit detained me from reaching Daniel. Daniel 10 says that Michael, the archangel, came to help. Michael sent another angel with the message. And Daniel said, you know what? Go to Daniel. I'll take care of this bum. You go tell him with the message. And he went to fight this, this, this demon. Church, answers to our prayers, listen, can sometimes be hindered. Hindered by unseen obstacles. Don't expect God's answers sometimes to come easily or quickly. I need you to listen to this. Because your prayers may be challenged by evil forces. See, we're praying and praying wondering why things are not changing. Maybe some of you guys are praying and praying and maybe even fasting and it's still not being answered. Maybe the enemy has put a roadblock and there's a fight going on for your answer. And I'm here to let you know that it will get through as long as you keep on doing See, 21 days he kept fasting. 21 days he kept seeking. But how many know it was released the very first day? So it wasn't the week after. It wasn't the next day, amen. It was three weeks before an answer came. But he continued praying and continued fasting those three weeks. You got to continue to pray, church, until your answer gets there. And I'm here, don't give up. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't give up. Don't give up. And know that sometimes you're going to have to fast for an answer. That if you're praying and praying and nothing's happening, then you're going to have to add some fast in it because some of the things come out by fasting and prayer, amen. And if that's delayed, you've got to keep on doing it because the answer is on the way. He heard you the very first day, amen. And come on, there's a hindrance and there's a fight going on to bring you a reward, amen. As you continue to stay focused, God always answers them right at the right Time. Come on, he's never too late, he's never too early, but God is always right on time, church. Not your time, but the time. 
Man, right at the last minute, God will show up. Right at the last minute, something was going to happen. I said, man, if you don't move in the next five minutes, then boom, he shows up in the last 30 seconds. Daniel sought out God. And he broke the power of the delayer because he continued to fast. See, when you fast, it gives that angel extra power. It gives that angel extra energy. It gives that angel extra authority as he's fighting this demon to overcome it by your prayers. But if you stop, guess what? He just goes back. He pulls back. He says, you know what, I'm just going back. It's your prayers that breaks the delayers and breaks on through, church. That angel of the God with the answer that he has for you, I'm here to let you know it will be released as you stay persistent, as you continue to endure. Bible does say, right, those that endure to the end will be what? Saved. Do you believe that? You have to believe that. So why do you give up? Why should so, so many Christians give up if they already know that if I endure, I'm going to be saved from my situation. I'm going to be saved from my circumstances. Not only saved in salvation, but he's talking about those things as well. That we have to fight the good fight of faith. That we have to be good soldiers of Christ. That we have to endure, amen. And as we endure, it brings perseverance. And perseverance, endurance. Come on, read the... Read, read James, it says, you know what? You're going to suffer trials of many kinds. But overcome, you can be overcomers, amen. As we do this, it builds us up. It builds our perseverance. It builds our endurance, amen. Because, come on, it's through that that we win, church. There's a story of a, a man that, that wanted to push this boulder up a, a hill. And so each day he would... He would get to that boulder and he just start to push it with all his strength. He kept pushing and pushing and that rock would not budge. Would not budge at all. But each day he was persistent. I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going I'm to keep doing what I need to do. And so each day he's out there. He kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And finally it came to a point where he said, you know what, I'm wasting my time. And someone says, what, what are you doing? Ask him the question. Well, I've been pushing this rock and I just probably moved it a hair. You know, it just, it's, I don't know. I'm just wasting my time. And, and the guy that was a friend of him, he looked at him and says, you know what? You didn't waste your time. Look at your arms. Look at your legs. Look at your body. And through those times of pushing, he was just building this. Calves got bigger, his muscles got bigger by, by pushing them. You'll grow through the season that you think you're not doing nothing, church. God's doing something that you don't even see. You think you're wasting your time and God's building spiritual faith inside of you. And thank God that we need, that's why the church is so important. Say, you know what, what are you giving up, man? Look what God is doing in your home. Why are you going to quit? And say, look at yourself. Look how strong you look. Look how, look, look how people look up to you. And you're reminded, you know what? You're getting built up. You're getting stronger. Church, just continue to pray, amen. Some of your prayers are being delayed. And 
You're going to have to add some fast to that prayer. Have to fast and watch what God does. Maybe you thought, man, I, I never thought of that, Pastor. I, I only prayed. And I, got, I, would get, I, would get, I would get, you know, a dis- dis- discouragement would come in because nothing would happen. I'm praying, I believe, and I trust. And, but then at times it's just like, I don't know because we allow, allow the circumstances to overwhelm us. And so through that and how we act, sometimes we, we don't believe God's going to really do it. But now God's saying, you know what, why don't you add some fast to that and watch what I do for you. Because maybe your prayer is being challenged right now by a delayer. Maybe it's being held up. But I'm here to let you know that your fast will break you on through. I said your fast will break you on through, church. I'm going to close today. I believe that these spiritual cords that I'm talking about, as we give, as we pray, and as we fast, I believe if we put those three together, it will be a cord that cannot be broken. The enemy will not be able to break you, but you'll sustain you, uphold you, and make you strong and mighty. Let's continue to give. Let's continue to, to pray. Let's continue to fast, church. Fasting also causes God to protect our children. Did you know that? That you're praying and fasting causes God to protect your kids, heal your kids, bring good health to your kids, bring good health to their bodies by what you do for them. Parents, dads, moms, when you do this, you're not only doing it for yourself, you're doing it for your home. And it falls upon your children and your children's children. There's something powerful that's released through this church, but we fail to do it at times, and we're wondering why we're going through the struggles. But I'm here to let you know that it can be a financial blessing as well. Now, the combination of those three will bring blessings. I'm telling you, God will open up heaven for you. God will pour out blessings upon your life. God, God has blessed me. Once I started saying, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you with everything. I, I'm going to seek you first above all things, amen. Uh, I'm going to be consistent, listen, uh, with my, my giving. I'm going to be consistent uh, with my prayer, Lord, and I will be consistent in my fast. I fast on my own. I fast, I'll fast with you guys on these three days, but you know what, I, I'm fasting for my own things. And I've been, I've been doing it ever since I read this and I, I put it into my life. And I'm here, to, I'm here as a testimony that it works. It releases 30. It releases 60. It releases 100-fold. I'm telling you, God wants to do that for you. He wants to open up. He wants to bless you. Uh, he wants to release to you. Uh, and there's times that he'll release the 30-fold. Uh, and he say, come on. And sometimes it's 60. But he wants to release 100-fold upon your life. Now that I tapped into that, I said, God, I ain't changing nothing. This is what's required of me. This is what I need to be as a disciple. It's part of who I am. God continues to strengthen me. Financial blessings can be released, church. See, whether you desire to get closer to God or you really need a breakthrough in your life in 2019, I'm here to let you know that nothing shall be impossible for you. And that fasting 
And prayer is really the secret source of God's power. I'm telling you, you threw all three, and you're going to go large for Jesus in 2019. God will move upon your marriage. It doesn't matter if your spouse is saved or not saved. Your prayer, your giving, and your fasting will get that, that boy saved. Get that, get that woman saved. Get that son that got deserted saved. Let me tell you, God says, you know what? Show them who you are in me, and I will win them over. You don't even have to preach to your spouse. Did you know that? You don't have to preach to them and say, spouse. you just be the woman of God, the, the man of God that you need to be, and by your works, you win them over. You will, I'm telling you, you'll win them over. You got, you got backsliding sons and daughters, just love them. You will win them over. Don't preach to them, just love them. I'm telling you. You guys don't believe me, huh? No. Your reaction is like, I don't believe you, Pastor. And when you pray, you must not believe. Come on, guys. 2019 will be the best year. And if we can have the best year in 2019, guess what 2020 will be? Woo! A celebration year. Come on, it's going to be crazy. It's going to go up, man. It's going to be got to tap in. Can we tap in? Can we tap in? Why don't we all stand up?